This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. If you're new here, this is a show in which medical students of the Carver College of Medicine and I make guesses about what our thoughts might be if we had more information and actual knowledge about the issues in medical education and the practice of medicine that we're talking about. Right? Well said. We, I mean, we just like to, we like to expound. We like to speculate, but we prefer not to have actual knowledge or information. That's all. That's all I'm saying. If you're a first time listener, what I'm saying is, Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> disclaimer. That is quite a disclaimer, Dave. <laughs> to help me on this important mission, I have with me today first years Joyce Waba. Hello. Gabe Conley. Hi there. Marissa Evers. Hi. And we also are blessed with fourth year Casey McCleary, who's I'm so old. So old. <laughs> but wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. But wait, there's more. There's someone else with us today. Listeners, it is my great pleasure to welcome a graduate of the Carver College of Medicine and actual proof. That this whole medical education thing works. <laughs> Say hi to Dr. Tom McNally. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you got, his, you got his cue perfectly. <laughs> speaking, speaking of old, like really, really. Oh, uh, but yeah. you're but you're spry. Yes. <laughs> How come there are no spry young men? It's only spry old men. <laughs> I agree. It's kind of a problem. Uh, Dr. McNally specializes in pediatric rehabilitation and palliative care, right, at Kaiser mm-hmm. Oakland Medical Center in sunny, sunny California. Uh, Tom, you graduated CECOM from CECOM way back in 2004, right? That's correct, yes. And you were a non-traditional student. Yeah, which is code. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What is it code Again, for, Tom? Code for is really old. <laughs> yes. I, I was the second oldest person in my class. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other person was actually even 10 years older than I. And he was, um, so I started uh, just before my 39th birthday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? It's staggering. Yeah. So that begs the question, and, what were you doing before that, right? Yeah. So I was a teacher Mm -hmm. for many years before that. I I actually, last thing I taught was high school English at a private school on the peninsula in Northern California. Very cool. Uh, And but my training is in German and uh, and English both. So that was my prior to medical school training, of course. So I did that for a number of years, and I also did some school administration, and then uh, decided that. What I really liked about teaching was face-to-face time with kids and also with their parents. And I also found that (laughs) outside, oh, I love parents. I really do. I love working with parents because they are almost to a T, 100% invested in the same thing I am, which is that their kids get better. It's just a a, uh, question of us getting onto the same page or to the same paragraph, at least. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. When you were in medical school, you had children at the time. I did, yeah. How old were they then? So, uh, nine, seven, and five. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds incredibly difficult to maintain it, through medical school. Yeah. You know? Well, that's yeah. why that's why I asked you know? <laughs> Tom to join us today because we did have a listener question from Courtney. I am working on my bachelor's degree in health sciences at a small college in rural Oklahoma right now. I have about two years or experience both as an assistant and scrub assistant. I have always thought I would go back to nursing school, but after 10 years of working with nurses and my brief time in the OR, I know I want to be a doctor. I need to be in a no R for at least some of my time, and I am willing to put in the effort to get there, even if that's not for another 15 years. That being said, I have three kids and a wonderfully supportive husband. I know that at some point we will have to move because of my education or career. 
I question whether or not I really can accomplish this because I am 26 and I feel like most people who will become doctors are applying for med school at my age. I guess my question is, am I too old to begin this journey? And when you read the little background I've provided, is your first thought, oh yeah, that will never happen lady or is it more, it will be hard, but not impossible. I value your opinions and appreciate the witty humor and realistic but informational advice you give. Thank you and I look forward to hearing back from you. Excellent question, Courtney. Um, and before we uh, take a crack at it, um, I do want to reassure you, Courtney, that we will be answering this question from an actual, getting an answer from this question from an actual mother. Um, but Tom was uh, the first parent I could get in touch with and I do want to address the question from both the father and the mother's side because after all that uh, those are two types of parents so um so i think it's pretty clear why uh i thought of tom because other than the fact that you're a father and not a mother many of the things that you experienced or that she is looking forward to experiencing you already kind of you already definitely did I thought maybe it was because none of the people still in school with kids had time to, to be here. Well, <laughs> we, yeah, we only have one in our class, and that's Ryan. Oh, oh yeah. seriously? Yeah. There's like five or six people in my class with kids. Hmm. Yeah. Well, like, four years later, we'll see yeah, how many yeah, more gonna, kids. Yeah. <laughs> so one, of, you, one of them already did. One of them uh, decided to have a kid and switched to the PA program. Oh, wow. So I'm kind of jealous because I'm still here, and she's done now. <laughs> But what do you oh, think? You know, what do you think, Tom? Can can she do it? Uh, the answer is absolutely yes. Yeah. And secondarily, I would say, Courtney, come join us. <laughs> join <laughs> us. Wow. Um, and in fact, I could you could argue that she's maybe in a better position if she has if she's not planning to have more kids, because uh -huh. I think yeah. one of the hardest times is actually what your colleagues are going through. You guys are talking about. I mean, it's going through training and having kids at the same time. I think it's particularly hard to be a resident and have kids uh, because of the. the the time limitations that uh, happen there, but uh, but it's the time of your life too. So I don't think there's any way of getting around it. But for for Courtney, I, my gosh, I hear her story and I think, please, you sound like the perfect person to be looking at medical school. She's clearly passionate and excited about being in the OR and doing that work. She's you know doing she's on the path to doing it. She's got this great experience as well, which would open up a lot of doors for her clinically. And I think um, the if she her husband is supportive, that is a huge benefit as well. I was blessed in the same way. My wife was really great about uh, understanding what a sacrifice this would be for her and for our entire family. You know, one of the things that I, that I, that occurs to me sometimes when I think about, you know, students coming into the college of medicine is that they know something about the sacrifices that they will need to make, but they don't necessarily understand sometimes the depth or they don't understand what that means exactly. They know they'll have to work hard, but they don't know that sometimes it'll be traumatizing. They don't know that sometimes, <laughs> you know, that sometimes, <laughs> sometimes? <laughs> there's just all kinds of dimensions to that phrase, hard work that mm. may yeah. be less well understood. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, I'm really glad you brought it up. Actually, this has been on my mind a lot recently because I've been working with the pediatric residents here. Hmm. And we've been talking about the way, you know, I really hate the word professionalism, kind of like I hate the word wellness. Uh, Thank they you. Both, <laughs> <laughs> but there's something beneath them that's important that I haven't figured out the right words for. And with professionalism, I think it's kind of the assumption of a, an identity of being a physician and what that means uh, in the world, uh, and and in your not just your professional life, but your your entire life. And I think about this when I first got out of medical school and was on airplanes or on you know other public places, and there would be that overhead call for a physician. And I was thinking, you know, nobody ever does an overhead call for an attorney. <laughs> Hell no. You know, and, um, and, you know, I'm proud of that. Or an administrative <laughs> services coordinator. Nobody ever, do we have, is there somebody there who can file something? We, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or a teacher for that matter. You know, we need someone to really put together a great lesson plan here. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, uh, but what that means is, you know, and that is exhilarating and it's exciting, but it also means that there's a way that you're never off duty. Mm-hmm. And and I think that uh, assuming that and, and really incorporating that into your identity is a tough challenge for a lot of folks, understandably, because it means giving something up in order to be able to take on that role. And um, so I, it's, I think that process starts in medical school. And it starts in a way because you guys know, and at least I think you know, that uh, you're giving up things that your peers, your age-matched peers, are getting opportunity to do because you're working so hard, you're, you're studying so hard for your classes or you're in your clerkships and that has, there's a cost. And, uh, I think it's important to understand that those costs are there and to really assess that they're worth it for you uh, before you start. So, well, let's, let's help her do that. What is it like working through medical school with children? Well, it was actually kind of great for me in a way because I it forced me to be really structured in the way that I uh, studied, and it also made me separate some time that I absolutely had to have available for my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that you know, a, a third a third of the expressions I hate. I'm going to tell you all the expressions I hate: yeah, professionalism, yeah. wellness, and work life balance. That's another <laughs> one that I'm not real real fond of either, because it just reminds us that we don't have it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, in my case, it actually was really nice to say, you know, there are times that I just needed to put everything down and be with my kids because they needed me to be their dad. Mm. Um, and and actually, there's sort of a quaint, this, is, this sounds more Norman Rockwell than it was. So my wife mm-hmm. got her PhD from Iowa while I was getting my MD. Oh, that's right. And I our kids were all that. in school. So, yeah. Yeah. In yeah. what? PhD in what? Huh? Uh, she got it in sociology of education, mm. actually. And uh, so all five of us would be doing our homework at the same time. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Uh, right? That is Norman very Norman Rockwell. Rock that really charming? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a puppy sitting there waiting to, to be fed. Oh, my God. So, uh, and that actually was sort of a unifying thing for our family in a way, that we were all learning together. Uh, so in ways, I mean, I think it can really work. It also restricted some of the relationships that I could build with my uh, classmates. Sure. And, uh, but I'm not sure that was as much of a deal for me because I was also so superannuated by the time I got to medical school. I don't know what that uh, means. That's fancy. What does that mean? Old. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> superannuated. I'm going with that from now on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah. What did Obfuscatory, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would say another thing that just being a woman, I think having already had kids will be easier for interviews because, like, they're not supposed to ask you about that kind of thing, but, like, it, everybody thinks about it, you know, when you're of childbearing age. And if you're like, I have three kids, I love my family, I'm done. And then, like, yeah. um, that. And then also just, like, the physical burden of carrying a child for nine months and trying to go to classes and hoping that you don't go into labor during an exam, (laughs) you know, or like, you know, standing at the operating table while pregnant, like during residency, you know, there's a lot of physical things that going into actually being pregnant that that you won't have to deal with right and and after the baby's born too if you know how long you're going to take off yes. and do you need to be pumping and those kinds of things as well yeah That's absolutely and, and you know it's worth mentioning i mean i really try to be aware of my privilege in this that it's different for me being a man than it mm-hmm. would have been if i were a woman mm-hmm. and i think there's still as uh I hope in Courtney's case that, you know, the, the balance of the relationship allows her husband to uh, comfortably take over some of that childcare duties. And that was the experience of one of my colleagues whose husband was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it is still a little bit of an outlier role for a, for a husband or father to be the primary caregiver. You know, you know what I find about this uh, uh, is that I have much different... St- I think what it comes down to for me and my wife as parents is I have so much... D- my standards are so different from hers. Like she uh-huh. wants to do all of the things and I just yeah. want them to live through the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're establishing realistic expectations. I, that, that's exactly right. She's setting herself up for disappointment. That's how, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she's like, well, why didn't you do this, this, and this? I'm like, honey, they're 
the hearts are still beating <laughs> and they're still smiling. Very old fashioned of you. you know? I know, I'm a little bit old fashioned. not dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have to make any, so uh, notwithstanding the fact that Julie went through, was going through her own education journey at that time, did you make any special arrangement, arrangements with her? How did you facilitate that sort of communication? Did you just do, do it over the, the homework table or what? Uh, you know, Julie is really, I'm so glad I got her name right, by the way. I, yeah, well done. I don't know how I, I don't know how I remember. (laughs) I mean, I, I, she's, she's a lovely person, but, uh, I, yeah, that's a long time ago. Well, I I don't think you've seen her in 15 years, probably. No, no. Something like that. Yeah. I just want to, I just want Um, credit where credit's due. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for remembering. She'll appreciate that too. Um, by the way, she's a big old, uh, associate provost at California college of arts starting oh in a gosh. couple weeks. So yeah, she got a, she got a new job. So, she's so fancy. super, I'm super proud of her. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always said about Julie that she would be very effective at running a small country. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's got just mad skills. Um, and I say that skills with a Z. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she was really great at organizing the family and, and liked that in a way that I probably would not be very good at. And so that did liberate me in some respects. One of the things that was hugely helpful for us though, was this family that I mentioned before. So, you know, Stephanie Lopez and her husband, Phil and Julie and I, and she, Stephanie was in my class and her kids are uh, the same age as our daughter, our youngest. And then they had a younger child too. And we shared a lot of childcare. Stephanie and I, Stephanie and I studied together and, uh, you know, so we kind of went, we walked through it together and that made a huge difference uh, to have uh, another family that was going through the same thing. But you, you know, you said, uh, before, you know, like I didn't have as much time for having, you know, friends in school, but I think uh, you you did participate in what we like to call the life of the college, uh, didn't you? you? You found time for stuff like that. Yeah, I absolutely did. And, you know, for me, Dave, a lot of that stuff that I did, I was talked about being mayor at Bean, and I was actually the... That's it. We, uh, that, was, that was before the show, I think, but... Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Right. We yes. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so he, you were yeah. mayor of you were the mayor, the the student leader yeah. of your of your learning community here at the college. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think I was the second one uh, because they had because uh, we did it mayor and vice mayor, and then you kind of promoted the yeah. next year. That was close um, to the. Yeah. Yeah, at the very beginning. Yeah. But then I was also the um, uh, shoot. I can't even remember what the name of the, the student organization is right now. But I was the president of the student body. Basically, and there was some sort of year. advocacy chair thing that you might have. Yeah. Well, I was for the writing center too. Yeah. Uh, part of that group as well. Yeah. Um, yeah I, but all that stuff was nurturing for me because mm-hmm. I, that for me, it, it gave me energy back and it was sustaining for me. Yeah. I think for me, and this is something for Courtney to think about too. One of the harder things about going to medical school, uh, when you're a little bit older, if you guys are familiar with those Robert Sapolsky books, when he talks about primate behavior, <laughs> one of the hardest things in, in medicine is how hierarchical it is. Yeah. And when you, when you go from having a certain status socially or professionally to a lower status. So I went from being, you know, basically a school administrator, kind of like at a Dean level at a, mm-hmm. at a private school to being a first year medical student. And <laughs> that's very stressful. Humbling. And, yeah. and so I had, yeah, humbling exactly is the word. And so I, I, I did some of these other things, I think as a way of reminding myself that I had certain skills that I could bring to the community. And so they, they kept me connected with an, another part of myself that existed before medicine. Yeah. yeah especially, especially if you've had another career before, I've heard a couple of my older, like, especially an MSTP friend, you know, so yeah. MD PhD and they're way older than everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, especially if you've had another career before that you were kind of established in and then you show up and everybody treats you like you're in middle school again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it's really right. frustrating even if you're basically fresh out of college, let alone, yeah. you know, coming from a normal workplace. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, you know, I imagine too, I mean, for you guys to get the, oh, you're my doctor or you're, you're, the, you're so young. How could you possibly be my doctor? Constantly. So I never, I never had that experience personally, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but I know it happens. And I'm sure for women too, it's though, you're the nurse. And oh my God. Of, yeah. Yeah. 
okay, great story. We walked into the, an emergency room patient one time, and it was me and a physician assistant. And, like, the physician assistant introduced himself, and he was like, Hi, I'm Greg. I'm a physician assistant, and this is Casey. She's a senior medical student, and we're blah, 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 here to take your history. And, like, not even five minutes later, the guy's phone goes off, and he's like, Oh, hold on a second. I'm in talking to the doctor and his nurse. Nope. Uh-huh. Tom, I yeah. know you have things to do, uh, which I will allow. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. But I, I uh, don't go. Do, do you, you just kidding? <laughs> just kidding. But uh, I want to thank you for um, taking a minute to help Courtney out today, and for joining us on the show, um, Courtney. Uh, I hope we've helped, um, and thank you for sending your question to the shortcoats at gmail dot com. Uh, Tom, yeah. th- thanks very much. You're welcome. Dave, just a couple things I'd like to say real quickly before yeah. I sign off. So yeah. re- best of luck to Courtney. I really hope that she is able to pursue this path. And I think she'd be a great addition from what she said to the medical field. And I also want to thank the students there today. I really, um, my heart is out with you guys. I remember what a tough time that was. And you will find if you keep your own hearts open and keep your, your ear to what your patients are telling you that it's a really, really fantastic career to stay in. There's a lot of, of extra noise that can make it hard, but if you can't stay connected in, with relationships with your patients, then it, it's uh, a joy beyond what you could possibly imagine. So hold on. It's coming. <laughs> well said, Tom. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, All Tom. Right, take care. Bye. Okay, good to talk to you. Bye-bye. Oh, that was nice. I like Tom. Yeah, he's all right. He's a good man. Was that Tom from MySpace? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, old person joke. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, I don't even get that joke, if we're going to be honest. Are you serious? I think I understand. You never have a MySpace? I never did. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> Facebook was my first social network. I thought MySpace was like gone by the time you guys were. No, I had one in middle school. Yeah, I see. Thank you. Oh, dear. <laughs> um... <laughs> Listeners, I just wanted to mention that on Thursday, February 15th, from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can visit with Kate and Dan of our admission staff at the AAMC's Virtual Medical School Fair. Uh, you can ask questions, get them answered by people who know things about getting into medical school. Registration is free, so head on over to theshortcoats.com slash AAMC to get hooked up with that. Um, I So Kate described this to me uh, because... She, She'd never gone through this before. And it sounded to, at first to me like it was The Sims, like like everybody was going to have an avatar and they were going <laughs> to wander around and, and... Get trapped in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> have sex with people. I don't know. Like what? <laughs> This is not second life. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know, but uh, apparently that's that's not quite it. Um, but anyway, it might be a fun way to, to, uh, to get your answers. And wow, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m.? That's a long... Oh my God. That's a long time. That's a lot of questions. Anyway, uh, yeah, definitely go check them out. Um, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, this week, a jury found a man by the name of Arthur Rathburn guilty of renting diseased human heads to doctors. What? Yeah, I already have questions. <laughs> like, so. Renting? Yeah, like, I had no idea this was a market. You know, like, who, wh- what? Who's dumb enough to rent a human head? It's so, not a graduation robe. Like, you don't... Just use it and give it back. He had the supply and the doctors were renting this from him. I think this is, my, for, uh, reading between the lines, they never said this is a common practice and here's why. Mm. Would it have been okay if it wasn't diseased? Yes. Yeah. That's the feeling I get. Like, this okay. is a, this okay. is an actual thing. You rent heads to <laughs> doctors to, in order for training in medicine and, and dentistry. Mm-hmm. And while I understood that you could donate your body to a college of medicine say for dissection purposes and for medical students to learn on you could you know donate your um body your parts of your body to like otolaryngologists so that they can practice surgeries on your ear or whatever your head or i did not know that you could rent them and i'm not really sure like what the rental agreement is like because i know when i go rent a car you know you have to return it in the condition more or less that you got it in not getting that deposit back like what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How does this even work? You want to How hear do something? You, it? you want to hear something actually kind of terrifying? Yeah. Yes. So, decades ago, I know when doctors and dentists were practicing to become physicians and dentists and all that in Egypt, they could actually ask someone who worked at the morgue and be like, "Yo, we got a hand test coming up. Can you get me a hand?" Yeah. 
and they'll legit just go into the morgue, grab it for them. They'll use it to study and then they give it back. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, you need a hand, so, uh, like one minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I set you up for that one. <laughs> but yeah, this is like a completely real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there's. It sounds like there was and still is a thriving uh, market, black market in uh, in bodies and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, the the heads were diseased. They were infected by things like HIV and hepatitis and yeah. and all kinds of uh, nasty stuff. Um, Arthur and his uh, wife Elizabeth knew that, um, but they were offering them at rock bottom prices. Hey, <laughs> so you, get what you pay for yeah. <laughs> Um, discount heads, get your discount heads here. <laughs> even even on the Bargain cheap, heads. I think though most doctors don't want to rent. Most people in general yeah. don't want to rent diseased body parts. Where were they getting these heads? I I don't know. There's a bro. There's a body brokerage like <laughs> from Egypt. <laughs> there's there is some sort of brokerage yes. uh, ecosystem in body parts for this purposes for this purpose. They're brokers. I feel like they could almost charge more for the diseases because they're like, hey, look, you can study the disease on a deceased person. That's I, a good and point. And then send it to your enemy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, they were also... The hey, part, look at this cool brain. Gotcha! <laughs> the parts were also illegally transported by air in violation of federal rules, illegally packaged in trash bags and a camping cooler that were also oh filled God. with this large, highly suspicious all the way around large like, amounts of contaminated but what i well, what i don't understand is the doctors who you know they were like hey i got a good price on a head and they get it and they like open it up it's filled with diseased blood and it's in a trash bag they weren't like hey you know what something's not right <laughs> anyway i mean to be fair to them the blood doesn't like look diseased Aren't you supposed to preserve them first? Like yeah, I was they gonna just say, if send it's these in a bloody trash bag. I'm gonna be like suspect. Yeah, these bloody scary. trash. I feel like these are bag. signs. Yeah. yeah, I feel like these are signs. Also, the smell on it. Oh God. Yeah, this is Jeffrey Dahmer's living room. <laughs> Arthur's wife Elizabeth, who ran the company with him, pled guilty to wire fraud last year, admitting to these practices and falsely representing the body parts as disease-free. Uh, she's awaiting sentencing. Her husband may get up to 20 years for nine counts of wire fraud. So, you know, I, I want to, if you know, if, if we have any listeners who know more about the broker business, point me in the right direction. I really want to know more about how this is perhaps legitimately done. Yeah, I got loans to pay off. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to sell your head? No. Oh, not going not, to my oh, head. You were talking other about head. other people's head. Yeah. Actually, I think a paper just came out that showed that people who living kidney donors are slightly at higher risk of kidney failure. I guess just because you don't have a backup. Yeah. That makes that kind of makes sense. So then they have to get another one from someone else. I, just I, don't, keep, I don't know. It depends so on like, how bad it is. It's like kidney dominoes. <laughs> just keep trading the kidneys around. <laughs> keep moving. Keep passing them along. Kidney shuffle. Musical uh, kidneys. <laughs> well, luckily for one man who needed a kidney, he didn't have to go through Arthur and Elizabeth Hooray. Uh, to get one. Instead, he went on vacation to Disney World and he found one there instead. What? Found one. That well, is, <laughs> where did he just not actually? Yeah, you sure. That was that was. It was more fun to say that than the truth, but it's actually pretty cool. Um, Robert Leibowitz, who is faced with a long wait for a transplant, uh, and with his kidneys only functioning about 5%, he went to Disney World and wore a t-shirt with his cell phone number as he strolled around the world's happiest place. Uh, the t-shirt included a message that he needed a kidney and, and his blood type, and it worked. What if this becomes People a thing? People took photos of the t-shirt, and one couple's photo went viral. Uh, he got many calls, most of which were, uh, dead ends but in the end four people flew to new york for testing one wow. guy by the name of richie sully who he'd seen the photo on facebook while he was donating blood was a perfect match um of course, well, good for you richie yeah mm -hmm. good samaritan yeah they, they Leibowitz and sully visited in new york city sightseeing getting to know each other i'm sure uh mr Leibowitz was like Checking them out, making sure, you know, everything was on the up and up. Uh, last week, the transplant went ahead, or, or two weeks ago, the transplant went ahead, and, and, and now everybody, including Leibowitz, Sully, and the couple who shared the viral photo, plan on, go, planning on, plan on going to Disney World in the future to celebrate. So, Hooray. Isn't that nice? Disney should sp sponsor that or something. Yes. Yeah. No, because then it's just going to be a full of people trying to trade organs. But you know, think, think about this. People, like, that's going to be all that's at Disney. But, 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 but think about this, okay? Aww. So... I just thought of this. I don't know if this is a good idea or not. Yeah, mm. uh, there are so some amusement parks. I don't know if Disney is one of them. They open up early for mm. special groups. So mm -hmm. what if it was Kidney Day <laughs> at Disney World and everybody showed up 
with their family members and their t-shirts with their blood type and their you know phone uh. numbers and then there was just this massive kidney donation what do they call them it's uh, like speed dating for they, kidneys campaign thing or well they they do uh they do transplant surgeries where you know the basically you know kidneys are i'm not really sure how this works but there are several donations made in order to move kidneys from people person to person and everybody gets a kidney. Yeah, it's like a chain. So like if I wanted to donate to like my dad or something, but we had different blood types or somewhere were incompatible, then yeah. I just donate my kidney to like some rando and they keep paying it forward until they find the right kidney for my dad and then he's like higher on the list. Yes. My, my dad doesn't need kidneys for Pull the record. Don't call in. Yeah. Um, Don't offer me your kidneys. Yeah. I do actually. <laughs> I think what just have a stockpile just, just in case. case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think uh, Disney, <laughs> Disney, take my idea. As as always, I give my ideas freely here. They could do special like kidney transplant promotional surgeries like in the exhibits. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's a new wild ride. That's what they're gonna replace Pirates of the Caribbean with. <laughs> <laughs> You're always so liberal with your ideas, Dave. <laughs> I am. You know what? I just like to. Uh, I just like to make things happen. He's yeah. very low on the economic rating of the thing that we're going to talk about. Don't give it away, no. Casey. Don't give it away. Oh, no. um, Spoilers. Actually, we're there. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I'm trying to segue for you. Yes. You're welcome. Well done. Uh, yes, physician, know thyself. Um, it's not quite how the saying goes, but one of the things that we make medical students do in med school is personality tests. And the theory that it will help people understand who they are and where they should put themselves, the direction they might want to head. You guys all, uh, well, you took this because I wanted you to take it. Mm -hmm. Yes. But uh, you probably took something like this in your pasts. Yes. Casey, yeah, I've definitely did. Many, yeah. many personality tests. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are among the most, in most informed people about yourselves. <laughs> than the rest of the world. Most of us like wander through life not understanding who we are. What's the fun in that? And ending up in a random in a random spot because we never thought about things. But mm -hmm. you guys, man, you guys know everything about yourselves. So I thought it would be fun to us to fun for us to engage in a little navel gazing and learn what? a little more about ourselves looking inward, Casey. Navel gazing? Navel gazing. Yeah. Might be a little lint. <laughs> Uh, learn a little bit more about ourselves and, and each other by taking the DISC assessment. That stands, by the way, for Decisive, Interactive, Stabilizing, and Cautious. The, uh, the four overall uh, dimensions that this uh, test tries to uh, peg you along. Um, there's also various component. There's also a values component which looks at the dimensions like aesthetics, economy, individualism, political, altruism, regulatory, and theoretical. I, the thing I the thing that pisses me off about this test is that they mix um, adjectives and nouns in their dimensions drives me crazy. <laughs> so we'll write to them. Maybe I'm a bit. Um, what does that mean? Reg uh, regulatory. Yeah, I was gonna say neurotic, but I think that's well. that's Myers Briggs. <laughs> um, so we got this version from the website of a well-known motivational speaker who we'll call uh, Roni Tobbins. After our uh, executive producer, Jason, took it uh, while working on a project with the MSTP students. But it's pretty interesting, and it turns out a report uh, about 57 pages long of info to plow through to find out more about ourselves. I know these three guys did it. I don't know if Casey had time. I did. Oh, you did. Fantastic. Um, I'm going to sacrifice myself to the cause today and get you guys to try to guess where I fall on some of these dimensions. And then we can, we can also talk about where you guys uh, fell on your dimensions. So where do you think I fall on the... So let's talk about decisive. Um, decisive is... Uh, wait, where is it? It's how you tend to approach problems and make decisions. Yeah. Wow. People high on the decisive will be demanding, driving, and forceful. Low on the dis uh, decisive will be unobtrusive, agreeable, and mild. Mm. Oh my God! Look at that prepared medical student, you guys. So where where do you think where gunner? Do, yeah, yes. <laughs> gunning. Where do you think I fall on this uh, on this dimension? Um, like you're pretty chill. Yeah, I'd say like low to like below average. Yeah, I bet you're low, Dave. I bet I'm gonna say you're mild. Well, yeah. I'd say you're inquisitive. So that's like it's pretty mild and agreeable. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, I scored a 20. Uh, oh. 21 on decisive. And uh, there's also many. an adaptive measure. So how, how you act when you feel like you're being watched. And I scored a whopping 25. So I'm like, I don't give a shit if you're watching me. I'm going to... I'm still not going to be, uh, I'm wow. still going to be mild and agreeable. So wait, out of, out of how many? Is it out of a hundred? Cause that's yeah, a failing I, score, Dave. Yeah, I think so. I fail. Uh, what about you guys? What did you, uh, what did yeah. What did you guys, do you, you want to predict each other's perhaps? Well, well you, some of you have already, shared. already shared. I think, yeah. Joy, I think you guys are probably, yours is probably higher than Joyce's. In, in D? Indeed. Uh, yeah, I so, totally. Fun fact, that's not true. Really? Which I was Casey, surprised I thought you too. knew me better. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I called you Joanne for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I felt oh, really God. bad about that. I'm sorry. That, been that's there. horrible. Been there. <laughs> so yeah, you, you guys were. Uh... I was like right around the middle. I scored a 49, uh -huh. um, which I thought was pretty accurate because I would say I am competitive. Responsible, so competitive, that's determined, like, yeah. Those would be the words I would use to describe myself. So I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah, I was very similar. What did you say, 49? Yeah. I'm 56. That was my adaptive style. Oh. So apparently, when put in a different position, I become more competitive. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, Joyce? Yeah, I was a higher, so I got a 67. Oh my God, you're a gunner. I, yeah. Damn. Forceful. She comes off all nicey Dairy. nice. But <laughs> it's all a lie. You know what? I should have known after we played that stupid question game. <laughs> we played this awful game where like you you whisper a question in somebody's ear and then they have to like say who in the group fits that question. Oh, paranoia. paranoia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's oh, oh, she's oh, made us play this game. Oh, oh, oh it's yes. awful. Oh, it's so stressful. And then you flip a coin to find out whether you get to know oh, we, yes. what the person. Should we play this game? No. <laughs> Next 100%. <laughs> so stressful. Oh, dear. Uh, Gabe? Uh, so I was 56 in decisiveness as well. Okay. So. All right. Um, let's move on then to, uh, so, so that would make you, yeah, just responsible. Yeah, you know, middle of the road. Competitive. I can be competitive when shit's on the line. Mm -hmm. but I feel like most med students are on the line. Yeah, right. Probably Always. at the time. <laughs> Probably at least middling. How about, the, how about the interactive dimension? That's uh, how you tend to interact with others and, uh, and share how you share opinions. Uh, gregarious if you're high in I or aloof if you're low in I. Hmm. I, uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think I scored? I bet you were high. Yeah, I'm gonna there. say high. You're pretty darn social. Uh huh. Yeah, you're you're. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Hey, wait, wait a second. Are we the gray line or the blue line, or the or the colored line? Colored. 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 We are the, the colored. Gray is colored. Okay. Right. Uh, yes. Oh, oh. I'm an oh. 81 in interactive. Wow. And uh, I can tone it down to 53. Um, I could I could tone it down to charming and poised, but usually, oh. usually I'm inspiring and enthusiastic and sociable. So, hey, you guys, guess what my adaptive score is? Oh, yeah, on I, yeah, on I. What's yours? Eighty-one. Whoa! <laughs> you can turn it on then. But what's your? What, what did, you, did your, you say? You were low I or my vo no? Volume down goes to uh, volume goes down to sixty. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is still higher than almost any of my other ones. <laughs> what about what about the rest of y'all? So interestingly, mine my adaptive for this actually goes down to twenty five, but my natural is in just average fifty three. Okay, we're the exact same. Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. So when you're being observed, you get quieter. Yes, I hate when that's people what, watch. Oh, me. and I get louder. Yeah, no, oh, that happens. that's fascinating. I get quieter too. Yeah, you. I have no. I, that doesn't surprise me. For me, it's what you see is what you no. get, because I'm exactly the same 60-60. Nice. Nice. No adaptation there. You're like... I don't adapt. Screw, <laughs> screw you. I am what I am. That, right? That's beautiful. Just, just deal with it. I'm sorry. All right. Stability. Uh, this is uh, how you tend to pace things in your environment. Um, <laughs> so if, you, if you're high in S, you're patient. And if you're low in S, you're impetuous. Uh, what, do we th what, what do we think I am? Oh. I feel like you're patient. Yeah, I think so you're, pretty, you're, you're pretty, pretty patient. patient. Depends on the situation, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say you're middle of the road. Mm -hmm. I'm going I'm to say middle to high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 99. What? what? Hey, that's like me. 90. Did you get, did you get yeah. big, big score? 99. Nice. 
I can tone it down to the 50s, so I can drop way down oh. when... Uh, tone it down to 30. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can get to... Dave can get to consistent. Yeah. Uh, and Joyce can get to... Like outgoing, restless. I, I prefer to be. I prefer predictability and passiveness and complacency. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't know how. I don't so like these words. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, so I see what they're saying about me uh, in this case. Like I do prefer things to be uh, predictable, um, but I don't know about complacent. Like I don't. I don't just look at things and go, "Well, that's the way it is." Mm-hmm. Are you no. trying to reject your? Metrics here, Dave? I, I am. I am. I'm pushing back. <laughs> also, when we go well, to the next we'll f- one, I feel like it kind of disagrees with each other. Yeah. I was going to say, right. we'll find the pushback in the, in the next yeah. one. In well, I want to know what you guys are for S. Um, I'm 77. Okay. And then I dropped to 60 in adaptive. High S. Yo, Fairly high S. So we're the same. Wow. You guys should get married. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Wow. Oh. Actually, Hello. Are you sure they're not too much alike? Yeah, well, actually, I, I immediately, I immediately said, I set myself up for all, wow, for all wow. of that. I, I immediately said that. Actually, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Jason and I. You like, don't know. They're gonna come back in ten years, and now they will be married. Wowzers, okay, Dave. Just you made it, to see just now. Because you made it weird, Dave. You made it weird. Marissa is bright red. Don't because I me. dropped to twenty-five in I when people look at me. Oh, <laughs> No. So do I, though. No. I do, too. Oh. All right, Joyce. Let's move on before this gets really uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. God forbid. I'm too busy laughing. <laughs> well, maybe Casey can uh, fill in. All right. All right. All right. I got this. All right. Okay. okay I'm going to predict Casey. Casey's like a zero. For cautious? No, for, for S. Did you say S? Did oh, you say your S? No. You're a zero. I'm not a zero. <laughs> I'm actually a 63, but when people oh, are watching, wait. I'm a 32. <laughs> <laughs> so when people are watching, I, I move much closer to impetuous. Yeah, I, I drop. But in my heart, I'm pretty pretty patient. I drop way down to 50, so I, it seems to be like if you're if you're at an extreme, you tend to drop back towards the middle when people are watching. I think yeah. that's... Um, no, I was going to say zero because, you know, you're a fairly unconventional person. You know, you like to do different things. But then I was thinking how you... Wait until the next category. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's move on to uh, cautious. Mm. And then I want to hear what you think. Wait, did I hit everybody? Did I hit everybody? Okay. I want to move on to cautious. What do you think? Uh, what do you think I am? This is how let's I make this see. all about me. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about Dave. Yeah. Um, um I'm gonna say that you're low C. Okay. Yeah, middle to low, maybe like balanced, independent. Yeah. Okay. I can see balance. See, you're not see rebellious though. I bet Dave bends the rules. Yeah. I hate these the order of these words. Like they're set up like they're a scale. Yeah. But I feel like Dave is both like it is relatively maybe not that systematic mm. but like like i don't feel like you go from being orderly to being rebellious yeah well at least we know he's not a perfectionist that's though. true that's well, very clear i am what i am, <laughs> i am uh middle of the road uh 45 46 in caution and i can bump it up to 60 if i if i you know i'm on some sort of scary carnival ride i'm not really sure what the, would I get more cautious? I don't know. But, I think it's uh, like if, 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 if like a boss is watching you maybe, or yeah. like if a, like an authority figure. Yeah. I don't have or, any. You know, thousands of viewers, you know. There's yeah. nobody in authority over me. I do not ignore. No. That's unsettling. God. I just watched the Truman Show last night. Oh, it's <laughs> so. a good movie. It was so good. What about you guys? You got high C or low C? I was extremely I low. should say this is your preference for we no, didn't, we didn't say... This is your preference. This is my preference for established protocol and standards. So yes. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> so, what do you? Uh, uh, Casey is uh, ninety-nine. I'm gonna go. You think I'm cautious and perfectionistic? No, I'm sorry. Uh, you're, you're, yeah, you're, no, no, no. <laughs> you're you're low. You're you're zero. You're you're uh, toward the you're toward the low. You're actually pretty close. Yeah. So I'm I'm forty six normally. You know I can appreciate if something works. You don't need to change it. But uh, but as soon as the the pressure's yeah. on, I drop down to ten, which I think <laughs> counts as defiant. Interesting. <laughs> wow. So I am actively. That's not how it's supposed to work. Actively <laughs> defiant. I am the, I'm exactly the same. Not the same numbers, but like similar. Where the same I become, pattern. Yeah. I nice. become very defiant as well. Weird. Yeah. yeah that is weird. I, well, we don't like. I think it's that we don't like people telling us what to do. But exactly. if we're allowed to come to the conclusion that a tradition is 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 
rational. Yes. If we're allowed to get there on our own, like then we're cool with it. All yeah. right. Alright. So I'm I'm just a rebel for the sake of being a rebel then. Hell yeah! <laughs> Punk rock Joyce. Ayo. <laughs> yeah, I become slightly more cautious, but usually I'm at a seventeen. Okay. Oh, Whoa. Wow. Really? You're a lot spicier inside than I expected. <laughs> Ooh. Spicy. Maybe Spicy. you just don't know me well. I enough. think I might not. <laughs> this is your new uh We're gonna hang out this weekend. <laughs> Seriously. Real Joyce just, comes out. Just buy me food and I'll hang out. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> your new 90s rock star name. Spicy. Spicy. Uh, Gabe? So I'm uh, 46 and 42. Okay. Which Aww. is balanced. He's a good kid. Very, I'm balanced. He's a good, good kid. He is a good boy. Proud of you. He's a good boy. And then the, uh, so. <laughs> Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Me. Uh, we also got um, information on various um, what do they call them? Values. Values. Yes. Yes. Now, the, let's start with the first value, which is aesthetic. Right? Mm -hmm. That's first correct. One. Yeah. Um, so if you're trying to find it, there we I'm go. gonna go out. This on is your approach. Is this right? I was no. gonna go out on a limb and say that we're probably all pretty high altruist and theoretical. That's my guess, right up front. Bold, bold, bold statement. All of us, except maybe Dave. I don't know. Aesthetic is. Um, no, he is too. Well, let's let's keep it. Let's oh, let's order, be cautious Casey. here. You're making me defiant. <laughs> no. Let's be cautious here and go in order. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll start with aesthetic, mm -hmm. which is um, the drive to achieve balance, harmony, and find form or beauty. Mm -hmm. What do you think I am? I'm going to say you're high aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, you work in the humanities office. Just you look better at, be, Dave. Just look at me. <laughs> you are a specimen. <laughs> he is as Highly aesthetic. aesthetic. Wow, the eyebrow raise and everything. Ugh, that is aesthetic. Uh, yes. Uh, you, would, you would be right. About 75. That's uh, roughly, I'm going to say, three standard deviations above the, the average. So. Damn. Hmm. Pleased with that. Overachiever. Yeah. I place great importance in finding a good work-life balance. Mm -hmm. What about you guys? I am also high aesthetic, and mine says I am a strong advocate for green initiatives and protecting my personal time and space. That's mine, too. In aesthetic? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. High aesthetic. I had a 68, so mm -hmm. I was close to three. Oh, 65. Well. You beat me. I, <laughs> I create more than I destroy. That's good. nice. Good that you. is a... That's good. <laughs> nice. Uh, Joyce? I had extremely low aesthetic. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, <laughs> destroy, punk yeah. rock Joyce. <laughs> Spicy. I mean, I'll destroy you. Joyce, will you come to me? Will you come with me to a punk show and like mosh and like? I'll, I'll I don't want to reveal my true form. <laughs> Crouch, we'll Plastic surgery together. probably not for you. <laughs> yeah. So it actually says you have a bottom line approach, focusing on functionality over former aesthetics, which I. 100% agree with like an undergrad when I lived in an apartment with a bunch of my friends they're all like oh should we th put the couch over here over here over here or like put this up or this up I'm like I don't care like, as long as I can sit it's a goddamn sitting device people <laughs> and I sit on it my yes. bike goes there that's it <laughs> so uh, I'm actually the exact same I have a I was a 23 what were you 21 21 well, maybe you two should get married yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll nah, have, nah, they're more compatible yeah. uh-oh <laughs> They'll have a lot of fun, but their house will be it's but nothing. ugly. There'll be nothing in there. It'll be, this is a floor. You can also the, floor is a, the floor is a sitting device, what? too. What? what did you want? Yeah. We have a box. <laughs> Let's move on then to economic, which, as I understand it, is <laughs> the motivation for security from economic, uh, for security, economic gain, and to achieve practical returns. Um... It's a, it's a professional one with a focus on bottom line results. What would you say I am? Oh, I bet you were below average. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. Okay. Same. Why would you agree with that? <laughs> what makes you say that? What makes you say that I am not motivated by the bottom line? Your your salary is publicly available because. <laughs> oh my God! You are a savage. Oh. Wow. To be fair, I haven't actually looked at it, but... She just knows. I'm just saying, is this a rabbit hole you want to go down? Wow. <laughs> is this the hole you want to die on, Dave? Easy. Easy. Wow. Uh, yeah, I am uh, a 34, which is a 
standard deviation below the mean. Um, I'm a team player, That's but I right. may put others' needs before my own. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's okay, Dave. I make fun of you, but I'm a six. <laughs> You're a six? I am what? a six. Oh. Yeah, you really twelve. Love? Yeah, it's wow. so low. We're not in it for the money. No, not at all. Not at all. I give two shits about oh, that. Oh, thank okay. you. So you two. So these two were saying that I was an economic, like I'd be high, and now she's insinuating that to be high there, you were just in it for the money. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, it's not well, my first. He's on trust, Marissa. <laughs> well, Gabe, what's your score? It was high. <laughs> Very defensive. It was high. Seventy-five. Oh Whoa. wow. <laughs> But it says, what does it say about you? I am very competitive and bottom line oriented. So you are going to be a plastic surgeon? I would have. I don't No, I don't think uh, so. I might know my aesthetic. You're right. Yeah. That's too aesthetic. Yeah. I would. I, I, okay. I'm learning things. Uh, Joyce? Mine was completely average. 46. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. To give context of why Joyce and I thought Gabe would be high is because he was economics major. So yes. it was like, I was. it made sense. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a giveaway. That's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> All right, individualistic. Uh, this is the dimension uh, that deals with one's need to be seen as a unique, independent person, to stand apart from the crowd, drive to be socially independent and have an opportunity for freedom of personal expression. I'm definitely starting with Casey on this one. It's not as high as you'd expect. No? I'm actually, it says that I'm average. Which what? I think might- I cry bullshit. I think might be, <laughs> I think might be inaccurate. Or, or it could be, it, it, so it says you're not an extremist and able to balance the needs of both others and self. And I think the part that, that gets me is balancing the needs of others and self. Yeah. Because I want to be able to be myself. And if people don't like that, then like, that's too bad. But also I'm not going out of my way to make other okay. people uncomfortable okay. and in fact i often go out of my way to help make people uncomfortable or to help make people <laughs> comfortable yeah okay I, yeah i can totally see that you know so it's it's, it's you're it's, an individual but you don't force your individuality on other people yeah. and you want other people to be their own individuals too. yeah oh casey oh it's nice uh what about what about y'all <laughs> Pretty average. Yeah, I was average too. Okay. So I'm above average. But mine says that I have no problem standing up for my own rights and impart this energy. You, oh wait, and may impart this energy into others as well. Exactly what I said. <laughs> exactly what mine said. Yep. Seems like a good quality. Uh, all right, political. <laughs> the political dimension is the drive to be seen as a leader, to have mm. influence and control over one's environment of success. Com competitiveness is often associated with those scoring high in this mm. motivation. Uh, how do I do, do you oh. think, on that measure? Mm, I don't think you seek power. I'm going to swell. Yeah, I'm going to say. No, I don't if think I, he seeks if power If I either. did, I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Some say you're probably below average. Here. Yeah. Or yeah. like right but at he started average. this podcast. That's true. This well, is how he controls like the minds of the pre-meds. Oh. And the world. Wait, I'm so what is your secret agenda? And the world! What's that? What's your secret agenda then? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Right, secret, got it. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I, I am uh, 30, which is uh, more than a standard deviation below the mean. Um, I am supportive of efforts of the team. I don't have hidden agendas, and I'm willing to surrender control, which is spot on, uh, I think, in how I deal with most things. Yeah, that's mine as well. Yep. What were you two? I am the mean and I can she take is defined <laughs> by the mean alright I can take or leave power as I so choose okay <laughs> that isn't that true power though being able to take it or leave it as you choose wow hell yes that's deep yeah Confucius says <laughs> Confucius Casey same thing yes <laughs> yes such wisdom did we get to yours so I was extremely high for this one. I got a 73. She has hidden motives that we just don't know about. <laughs> I just find the need to control things, apparently. What does it say mm. next to your... You are a very strong leader and are able to take control of a variety of initiatives and maintain control. Future Dean right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, Future Spicy. Dean. I don't know, like ever Dean's since... Dean Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> ever since like high school and undergrad, like, I don't know, I just try and find every single club and be like, yep. Spicy Waba. Spicy Waba. Spicy Waba. That's, oh, that's so a new good. Name. I love it. Can we not? Yeah, no, no I'm this uh, is gonna be a thing. changing your name in the chat literally <laughs> as we speak. We are. Spicy Waba. That just sounds amazing. That's <laughs> very I mean, good. I do love spicy food, but I don't know how it pertains to me. Altruism. Uh, what did you, what do you think about, uh, about me? 
pretty altruistic. Yeah, I think yours is going to be pretty high. Mm. Higher than average, I would say. Okay. okay. Say yeah, um, 51, so I'm uh, within a standard deviation above the mean. So that's all right. Yeah. I'm concerned for others without giving everything away. I'm a stabilizer. Hmm. I will stabilize your shit. <laughs> um, what uh, would y'all, how'd y'all do? I was the same as you, 36, okay. but same. Yeah. Whatever. Middle, middle of the road. I'm very high. I took all of my points from economics and put them in altruist. Yeah. 81. Yeah. I would say, I would say. Yeah, I'm the exact same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're just good people. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, I'm pretty take, high Take all my well. things, give it to the people. Give it to the people. Joyce? And we will be the ones to survive populist revolution <laughs> um yeah i'm pretty high up there for altruism so apparently i like control but i give it back potentially okay All right, that's question mark you're robin you hood. use your control for good yeah you're robin you yeah. take yeah. control from people who have it and give it to those who don't maybe <gasps> sure spicy robin hood oh god, it <laughs> oh, god. Robin hood. wow we my, need this to end right now. Is, I am very so pleased with yeah. myself. That just melted my brain right there. Because <laughs> it was so spicy. Good job, Casey. Uh, regulatory. Uh, what do you think about me? Regulatory. This is the... Um, Probably average. If you, I, I should define this one. Altruism is pretty easy. Um, so I... Let's see. The regulatory drive indicates one's drive to establish order, routine, and structure. The motivation is to promote rules and policies, a traditional approach. How is that different from political? And security through standards and protocols. Because politics... Political is like a little more like conniving, I feel leading like. Leading versus rules. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Like, you know, somebody who's high in so like regulatory would prefer to have, you know, yes. Yes, exactly. Rules, regulations. Okay. What do you think of me? Mm. Probably average. You're pretty, probably pretty average. Balanced. I'd say a little below average. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I don't think you need structure in your life, Dave. Okay. <laughs> I am uh, anarchist, I'm, Dave. I'm low, 18. Wow. Uh, that's a couple standard deviations below. Uh, I'm a, I'm able to be a multi-threaded problem solver, able to shift mm. gears and projects in a flexible way. I, you know what? Yes. <laughs> I am. I like that. Good for you, Dave. They're what do you able what to about make you guys? Anything sound good on this? That's true. High, low, medium. Yeah, right. like, you're great overall. <laughs> well, well, you know, want to make you sound bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, but but you know what's interesting about this is that they did give you things to work on. They did. Oh. As part of this. Uh oh. Um, I didn't want to sort of go into it for the podcast because you know I don't want to give away all your secrets. Right. <laughs> you gotta you know someday you're gonna have to go into a residency program and say yeah i'm pretty cool and they'll be like yeah but you said that you have to work on this that and the other thing mm -hmm. but i worked on it yeah i Ram. fixed that. you're 36 in altruism gabe <laughs> what are you really doing here uh, high economic yeah. how, how did you guys do for regulatory i was I, right at the average yeah same average, average. okay <laughs> Woo. wow you're able to balance and understand the need to have structure and order but you're not paralyzed without it yeah. yep. I word think that's, word. A, that's a good way to live you know to yeah. me i don't know i am really curious about this last one theoretical this is what i think we're all going to be really high on theoretical is uh the drive to understand gain knowledge or discover the truth this motivation can often be to gain knowledge for knowledge sake Rational thinking, reasoning, problem solving are important to this dimension. What did I score? I bet you're higher than average, Dave. You seem you yeah. like sharing the scientific stuff on the podcast. Obviously, you don't come from a big science background, so you just like to learn about it. You like knowledge. Thanks and for you including like the word obvious. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously you're you. dumb as toast, but <laughs> no, Ooh, no, but no. you try. But I try. Okay, all right. Appreciate that. Yep. What do you think? I feel like you like knowledge and you like sharing knowledge. So. Yeah, you're probably okay. probably up there. Yeah, I'm an 85. You Ooh. are a badass. Which surprised me. I I mean, I, I do like that stuff. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's like, I don't know, 65 standard deviations above the... <laughs> you broke the record. Approximately. <laughs> well, uh, what about you guys? I'm, ass I'm assuming y'all are high. Yeah. yeah. 83. Yeah. You would assume wrong. Oh, <laughs> exposed. She doesn't like knowledge. Exposed. Get her. I, I am uh, within one standard deviation of from the mean. I'm okay. at a 48. Okay. This is TMZ. We just... I mean, that's fine. You're just not as high as uh, you're like high instead of very high. So what does yeah. it say for? I am able to balance the quest for understanding and knowledge with the practical needs of a situation. Okay. Sure. Okay. Emergency med. 
Uh, it is on the list. Ooh. Well, yeah, if, you're if like you were, an algorithmic profession. If you were doing going to do ortho, would you be <laughs> would you be down at the bottom? Maybe? <laughs> oh. All right, uh, Joyce. Mine was pretty high. I got like a 68. Okay. All right. I was 78. All right. Well, I, th- I you know, I think we've learned a lot about me. You know, Dave. <laughs> just you, Dave. What theoretical is? Theoretical is the nerd category. Yeah. That's the nerd. The nerd detector it, right there. They, they didn't ask any questions about like Star Wars and things like that. So Marissa didn't probably. My score would have been far higher. Yeah, that's score true. Been that's much true. Higher. Way lower. Joyce has never seen Harry Potter, and I'm very disappointed in my friend. I've seen half that a movie. That doesn't count. Not so spicy, Waba. Uh-uh. <laughs> but we'll still call you that. <laughs> we'll call you Wobbin Hood. Spicy Waba. <laughs> spicy Waba. Sounds like a bad burger. <laughs> oh, no. The spicy Waba. Because Waba is close enough to wasabi. Yeah. You know, uh, I... Wasabi. These guys forced... It was so, um... I don't know where would I... Would you like this one? What I did with... Oh, yeah. Because I was supposed to interpret your score. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. We also... Uh, they forced me to take the Myers-Briggs oh, just God. before the show. I didn't really get a chance to look at it, so I want you to interpret me. Okay, so, Dave... But this is the Myers-Briggs. Explain Myers-Briggs for people who don't. It's a personality test that assesses you on different spectrums, so you can figure out if you're introverted versus extroverted, um, how you, like approach a situation whether you be like thinking or feeling Mm -hmm. and then like uh you have uh kind of what they say is tactics which is judging versus perceiving and then on here it says like mind energy nature tactics and identity i don't quite know what any of that means but how i've interpreted it is like you can have e versus i which is extroverted versus introverted s versus n which is sensing versus intuition which is like do i think about what's happening now or do i prepare more for the future mm-hmm. uh f versus t which is feeling versus thinking mm-hmm. which is more of like do you go with your heart or do you go with your head and then p versus j is like um i would say like type a type b personalities type a is more so the j which is judging and they like order and cleanly environments and that type of stuff where p is more like go with the flow mess doesn't really bother them okay. uh dave's was esfp so you're an extroverted in the now, more of going with the heart and going with the flow. Okay. I have a messy office, so. Mm. You do. Does that fit? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say yeah. so. Yeah. Coffee on the desk, right? Wait, say, say that one on again and I'll read the little thingy. ESFP. ESFP. Playful, enthusiastic, friendly, spontaneous, tactful, flexible. Have strong common sense. Enjoy helping people in tangible ways. I'm like a puppy that likes to help people and is useful. You're a service dog. I'm an entertainer is what uh, they labeled me when I took this test. Nice. So That's appropriate. Okay. What did you you guys have taken this before? Yeah. So I've taken it a few times, starting from like middle school, high school. Middle school? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love these tests. Did it change? No. I've been exactly (laughs) the same since middle school. So I'm always- No growth. (laughs) Zero. Zero adaptability. We've been over this. But yeah, I've always been an ESTJ. So like 80, 90% E. And then J also super high because I like things in order and very like organized in that manner. So if, you're gonna, if, 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 if oh. your test was to pick a word like mine did, what would that be? I think mine's the executive, Okay, which mm. kind of goes back to political. But okay. This is efficient, outgoing, analytical, systematic, dependable, realistic. Like to run the show and get things done in an orderly fashion. Dean, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, oh, spicy. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Does anybody else just know theirs? I do, but mine has mine changes quite okay. variably. So mm. because I'm pretty middle of the road, so I go back and forth between uh, ENFJ and INTJ. But I would more so classify myself as an introvert. And so, so, so uh, the name of yours would be. So um, INTJ is technically like mastermind, oh. and then ENFJ is teacher. Okay. Hmm. Uh. INTJs, innovative, independent, strategic, logical, reserved, insightful, driven by their own original ideas to achieve improvements. Mm-hmm. Aesthetic. <laughs> Aesthetic. Gabe, do you, have you ever done this? I don't know. I don't know what I am. Okay. Oh, no. He's <laughs> lost. Like a personal problem. Lost yeah, in the yeah. world. Uh, lost in the world. Okay, so you've done this. That's not going to be judging for sure on yeah. him. Um, yeah, I've done it. And I always forget what mine is because okay. uh, they all just, the letters all blend together. But I think looking at this, that I'm ENFP. 
Oh, just pick the best one. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> yeah, the word for this one is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's enthusiastic, creative, spontaneous, optimistic, supportive, playful, value, inspiration, enjoy starting new projects, see potential in others. Absolutely. Which... Endorse. You have like seven projects going right now, don't you? I've wrapped up a few of them. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the only person to ever do three distinction tracks because I guess I hate myself. Dave, has anyone has anyone ever done three? Uh, I don't think they encourage that sort of behavior, but you... <laughs> yes, they did. Megan McDowell wouldn't let me not do the service Oh, one. really? Yeah, I, I, I was like, I don't want to do yeah, any no, that more is work. A, that is a super <laughs> obvious choice for you to do that one. I don't know why you didn't just jump right in to do it. Because I'm also doing research in humanities, mm. which one of those is not me. Okay. Dave. I'm not gonna... Dave. <laughs> Dave. Well, as I said, I think we've learned a lot about ourselves today um, or confirmed a lot about ourselves. I'm not really sure. I one problem I have with these tests is that I want to be like when they, they ask you the questions, I always want to choose something that I think is better than uh -huh. I am. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I don't know if I'm able to resist that or if I'm fooling myself into thinking I'm resisting. It's like a big Timey wimey wibbly wobbly. You know what you should do nerdy is have word, your nerdy have your wife fill one out for you and then compare. Well, that's oh, that I, sounds like a real good way to get in a fight. <laughs> I kind of wish we had done it on each other, like oh, to do that. That would be it's interesting. Not too late. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> next week. Maybe next week. Yeah. Uh, that is our show. Joyce, Gabe, Marissa, Casey, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me. Farewell. You're welcome. You. And thank you, listeners, for making this part of your week. If you like what you heard today, I'm begging you to leave us a review on iTunes uh, because it helps us grow the show. It helps us get more popular. It helps us get more listeners. helps us feel good about ourselves. We need that. I, I, guys, I can't stress this enough. Go review us on iTunes uh, or wherever uh, because they affect things like our self-esteem. <laughs> uh, if you don't like what you heard today, I don't know, forget about it. Or if if you have a suggestion for something we should talk about. Why are you still listening? <laughs> barely informed, sleep-addled advice. You can send those things to shortcodes at gmail.com or leave us a message at 347-SHORT-CT. Our show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox. And our closing music is by Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week.